All right, let's bring in our guy, Major Garrett. He is CBS's chief Washington correspondent. The Takeout podcast is heard on WTMJ. He created that, and he hosts it. The book is The Big Truth. And a brand new cool podcast series is out called Agent of Betrayal. This is fascinating. We'll talk to Major about that in a second. Good morning. Uh, Good afternoon, Major. It is afternoon. How are you? (laughs) Good afternoon, John. (laughs) It's It's been one of those days. Yes, it's also exciting with Brewers playoff baseball. You get your time zones confused. I get it. I understand. Uh, All good wishes to the Brewers. My Padres came up uh, regrettably short, so no playoff baseball for me. There are a few things in sports more exciting than playoff baseball, so everyone enjoy it for as long as it lasts. Boy, we appreciate that sentiment, Major. I want to ask you about major news that's happening right now. The House is mm-hmm. voting on removing Speaker McCarthy. I don't know what the yeah. end game is here. Can he? Can, will he be able? This is going to happen. It looks like. Will he be able to regain the gavel? Is there a game plan from the hard right if they're successful? What happens next? Because this is going to happen. It looks like. It sure does, John. And I have no clue what's going to happen next. And I don't think anyone who's in putting this in motion has any idea what's going to happen um what is the point of a republican majority of ousting the elected republican majority leader and speaker of the house what is the point well the point in theory is to punish mccarthy because he's untrustworthy or he doesn't fight hard enough okay if you replace mccarthy doesn't he live under the same difficult, if not impossible, circumstances that McCarthy lived under. So fill in the name. Uh, Tom Emmer, does he become the next speaker? Does Steve Scalise become the new speaker? Does Elise Stefanik become the new speaker? They're all members of House Republican leadership. What difference does it make? It doesn't make any difference because the same realities apply. The hard right doesn't understand how to maximize the influence of the House Republican majority, disdains the voting preferences of fellow Republicans from districts that are not as lopsidedly Republican as their districts, so they ignore reality, even among Republicans, such Republicans ignoring Republican political reality, set aside their hostility to Democrats. You know, So I don't know where this goes. I honestly don't. And when Speaker McCarthy says, institutionally, this is bad for the House, he's right. And when Nancy Pelosi says, as she did this afternoon, it's the majority party's responsibility in the House of Representatives to elect a speaker. 100%. That's the whole role of the majority, to exercise maximum power in the House. If that majority doesn't want to exercise maximum power, then it just dissolves into nothingness. It really just dissolves into 435 semi-well-dressed, semi-educated lawyers and other kinds of people from American life milling around doing nothing. So as you were speaking, Major, breaking news, as you were speaking, the vote has succeeded and Kevin McCarthy is out. But there's no clear alternative being offered by anybody. Right. right. That's, what, that's what I mean. And, and, what, and, and my point is, from this point until something happens, the House is speak, has no speaker. The House has no leader. The House has no way to organize itself. The purpose of the House is, A, to organize itself. That's what it does every morning under the majority party leadership. The majority party tells everyone, here's what we're voting on today. Here's the time in which we're voting on it. And here's the rules under which we're debating and then voting. That's what the majority party does. And all that flows from the speaker down through the majority party leadership. When there's no speaker, that majority party leadership is less able to take care of those basic organizational functions, thereby disempowering the House to do the very fundamental things it's supposed to do, 
Be the first one to initiate any spending for the federal government. Be the first one to initiate any tax policy, whether to raise taxes or cut taxes. Those are the two principal constitutionally defined powers of the House. Those have now been given up. House Republican majority said, never mind, we don't want to exercise that power because we can't even organize ourselves. This is a kind of mindless chaos that I didn't think I would ever witness in congressional politics, ever. Because there's no point to it, and there's no end game to it. Major, given what's happened here, how appealing is the opportunity to succeed Kevin McCarthy? I mean, who would, who would want to do it so, after so, what so, has happened here? That's, that's a great question. I would, I would put it this way. How opportunistic would you be if you're a member of the French Revolutionary, uh, it's a, the time of the French Revolution, and you're a royal? How many opportunities do you see for yourself? Uh, head or no head? That's it. Those are your opportunities. And the only way to keep your head is to flee. If you stay around, they're going to chop your head off at the guillotine, because that's what happened during the French Revolution, okay? That's what this is. Anyone who puts themselves up to be speaker is putting their head in a legislative-slash-political guillotine, because it's now evident, it's now clear, that this renegade group of House Republicans will sack any speaker for any set of grievances at all. Okay, who wants the job? Sign up. Sign up to be the temporary speaker of the House. You want to have a two-week speakership? You want to have a one-week speakership? Who knows? This is, the in, in front of our very eyes, the dissolving of an institution of legislative importance in our federal government. CBS Chief Washington Correspondent Major Garrett is with us. At the top of my podcast list is Agent of Betrayal, The Double Life of Robert Hansen. It's about an FBI agent special agent. This is incredible stuff. Multi-part series. This is Majors. Tell us about Agent of Betrayal. So, we all started projects, uh, John and Greg, during lockdown. Uh, Some of us learned to make sourdough bread. I didn't. Uh, Some of us learned to play a musical (laughs) instrument. I didn't. Uh, Some of us learned to knit. Uh, I didn't. I leaned, as you very well know, John, into the podcast space. I did all sorts of things, daily podcasts, documentary podcasts. And I also said, wait a minute, I'm going to go to someplace I've never gone before, a serialized, episodic storytelling podcast. And we launched this two years ago, my team and I. My team and I, by the way, like everything else, we have day jobs. This is all a side hustle for us. Everyone on my team is a volunteer. We did all this work on the side while we were doing our day jobs. More than 50 interviews, 80 hours of tape distilling the story of this guy, Robert Hansen, special agent of the FBI for 22 years. For most of his career, in three separate stages, he was the most damaging spy in FBI history, handed over more secrets to the Soviets than the Russians than anyone ever. And those secrets he handed over led directly to three U.S. recruited Soviets to be executed, possibly many more. We don't know for sure, but there's reason to suspect there are more. Three confirmed. Hundreds of millions of dollars in lost U.S. intelligence programs, either human or technological, because of information Robert Hansen gave over, did this under the noses of counterintelligence and intelligence specialists of the FBI, meaning he was often in conference rooms across conference tables with a discussion about, hey, we think we have a penetration. We think we have a mole in the U.S. intelligence community. We're losing all this stuff. What are we going to do about it? He was sitting there in those meetings frequently as the mole. He also was this sort of combination of contradictions, a outwardly 
pious Catholic who went to Catholic Mass every day, was a member of Opus Dei, talked enthusiastically about religion, philosophy, morality, ethics. He was also virulently and vocally anti-communist. All these projections about things that he was, when in terms of his actual lived life, he was none of those things. He betrayed his friends, he betrayed his family, he betrayed the FBI, and he betrayed our country. He is the biggest, most diseased liar I've ever come across in my journalistic career. And for that and many other reasons, he just fascinated the heck out of me. Agent of Betrayal, is it out now, Major? It is. Our first episode released last Thursday. We have one episode a week. We can't, you can't binge it because it's not all done. I'm actually reporting this out even as we go. Last week we got 1,000 pages of documents from the Federal Bureau of Prisons through a Freedom of Information request about Hansen's life in Supermax Prison in Florence, Colorado. We're digesting that now. That'll be part of Episode 8. First episode was last Thursday. Episode 2 will be this Thursday, one a week, each successive week until we get to Episode 8. And if there's enough interest and audience really likes it, we have plenty of bonus content to add if there's interest. And I hope there will be. Check it out. I'm going to do it this week. It's Agent of Betrayal, CBS Chief Washington Correspondent, Major Garrett, Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Major, great stuff. Thank you so much for spending time with us. Go Brewers. Thanks. Go Brewers.